0: Bum, bum, bum and along, along There'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his home Sweet song Wake up, wake up, you head, Get up, get up, get out of bed Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red Live, love, laugh and be happy What if I be blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers But still I listen for us. his own sweet song i'm just a kid again doing what i did again singing a song when the red red
2: Games without a win, just the one goal scored in that time. Are the wheels coming off, or is it just a blip? We want you to let us know this evening on Charlton Live. Live. (laughs) So, good evening. And welcome to Charlton Live, coming to you live here on Maritime Radio on your Sunday evening. My name is Louis Mendes and joining me in the studio here at the Valley to look back at yesterday's desperately disappointing goalless draw with Blackpool is Mr Nathan Miller. Nathan, you turned up to the studio with a McDonald's in hand. It's it's been that sort of weekend, has it? Yeah,
3: it's only sank sank in my life. (laughs) Because it looks like we ain't doing anything anything for it, but uh, yeah, sorry about that.
2: Yeah, how are you anyway? Yeah. Oh, that was very that was very miserable actually. That was <laughs> arguably the most miserable start to the show we've ever had. Yeah.
3: Thanks for that. It's over like in the relegations, is not it? Yeah, no, I'm alright. yeah, I think it's I think you summed it up in, in the intro in terms of, you know, mm. one goal. We're just looking a bit um inept of ideas it seems at the moment.
2: Yeah. Excellent. Well that's going to make But anyway, break. happy Sunday. Yeah, yeah. you Have a nice <laughs> week, everyone. Um, on tonight's show, we will uh, very briefly listen to the highlights of yesterday's Golden Straw with Blackpool here at the Valley. Of course, we're going to hear from Lee Bowyer, the Addicts manager, came in to speak to our very own Terry Smith after the game to give us an exclusive uh, interview. Uh, we've got a few questions that we're going to be asking you throughout the evening because there's a few discussion points that have come up this week, um, isn't there? Of course, you would have seen uh, Lyle Taylor's comments about the running of the club by Roland Duchatelet in the South London Press on Friday. Uh, we're going to hear what Lee Bowyer had to say about Taylor's comments, but I also want to know what you made of uh, Lyle Taylor's comments. He said that he felt that Roland du did didn't seem that interested in helping the club get promoted after he failed to uh, sort of greenlight the signing of Joe Mason, uh, the, the free agent. So let us know what you made of uh, Lyle Taylor's uh, comments. Um, we're also going to hear... Uh, we're also going to ask you, in fact, about Joe Reba. I thought he was excellent yesterday, so I want to know um, if you think he's going to sign a new deal at the club. you said yesterday he thought he would, uh, but do you agree with the boss? Said? Do you think we'll be able to tie him down when surely there'll be uh, bigger clubs and uh, more sensibly run clubs after him as well? Uh, Jason Pierce nearly fit. He played for the uh, under-23s on Friday, so th- that does ask the question, well, is Nabi Sarr, is he droppable at the moment? Because his performances recently have been pretty good, so I'll answer that as well. Um, finally, uh, obviously you can answer about whether it is a blip or the wheels coming off I mean let us know uh, finally I don't know if any of you would have seen the story that came out from Sky Sports News uh, about some racist incidents that have happened throughout the years down here at the Valley so we want to know what you made of that story uh, if yourself if you yourself have ever come across anything of that nature here at the, at the club if there's anything you think the club could do better uh, obviously Charlton have had their uh, you know, red white and black day initiatives that has been running for must, must be 26 27 years now I think the first club in the uh, in the uh, country to have such an initiative but at the same time obviously isolated incidents do happen as they would at every ground so if you've ever seen anything like that let us know if there's anything you'd like to do differently as a club let us know. Um, all of those things you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk you can tweet us at charltonlive or you can head over to the Live forum there's a thread on there for tonight's show have your say on any of those topics and of course have your say about yesterday's performance in the goalless draw with Blackpool Nathan you're going to have your say on that performance right now it was uh it was a frustrating afternoon, and we've had too many of those recently.
3: Yeah, and I think on Thursday show we said um, we were talking about who was going to start up front, and and obviously went with Parker. And yeah. it's just frustrating because it's, it's not like we've become a bad team overnight, but it just seems it's taken three or four weeks. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean, and it's just difficult just to put your finger on because we're just not. We we said on Thursday that you know the midfielders need to start stepping up and. Uh, scoring some goals to help out Lyle if Lyle wasn't on his game which probably wasn't his best game for us yesterday it sounds like so yeah I don't know it's just it's a bit it's just a bit frustrating at the moment we're just all huffing and puffing like the home game like the South End game you know we had all the ball we had, well we had most of the ball for that game and we just couldn't break them down and yesterday we've we've you know, We did have a lot of ball, but again, we didn't seem to break them down. And that seems we only can really beat teams if they attack us. And that's what I think is letting us down at the moment.
2: Mm, certainly. Right. Um, let's have a listen to the highlights. But like we say, don't forget, have your say on yesterday's performance. All of the methods uh, I mentioned a few moments ago. Let's have a listen to those highlights. Uh, Terry Smith and Greg Stubbley were the commentators over on Valley Pass.
1: Blackpool can try and break away on the Charlton left, up towards the run on the right-hand side of Long, Charlton left, Bauer over there, but he uh, skips past Bauer and he's to the byline, he's got uh, bodies in the box and he misses every single one of them, and it's out to the edge of the area And Kirby, Kirby looks up, he's going to send this back in, he does, it's flicked on by N'Angelo, N'Angelo but over the bar, and a real opportunity for Blackpool Spurs, backwards by Bauer, but he goes right, ball now chipped into the box, and it's at the far post, it's a swinging boot by Kirby. It's well over the bar, but still Blackpool threatening. Burrington finds a Rebo, ball into the box, side, oh, it's met by Reeve, uh, by Williams, and blocked away his attempted shot by little ball to Rebo had made the run. Rebo, Pritchard behind him, Rebo trying to turn, he gets to the byline. Back across the box, side. Oh, uh, Parker misses it completely, it runs to Taylor, trying to find space, Taylor, that's a shot blocked. Second shot, trying to go past his man now, will he keep it in? He does. Taylor still on it turns his man superb turn oh and then he runs out of space and almost trips mud. over the uh, the dust and turf on the valley surface and out for a goal kick well
4: that's the best chance of the whole game let alone for Cholton. a Rebo doing superbly well you can just see why Charlton have missed him so far he's starting again the game more and more he's got nowhere to go Rebo just a little shimmy with his right foot gets it back onto his left and early ball across and Parker should hit the target completely misses it with his left foot Glorious chance yeah, of Charlton has ball. the ball, Perrington up towards Taylor. Taylor holding off his man. Left is rebo. arebo in the penalty area. Still with it, Joe Eribo. Eribo, ball into the box. Williams shot, saved by Howard. And the ball comes back and there's a foul going uh, to the referee as Reeves got a bit of space, but what a chance
1: for Charlton. It's almost identical to the chance of Parker that he air-shot in it. This time Reeves got something on it, but not enough to get it past uh, the Blackpool, Blackpool defence and keeper. Back to Evans, who's... Closely being watched by Taylor, it's a good challenge from Taylor.
4: And Taylor gets the ball back for Charlton. Great work, Taylor, Taylor holding the ball up, takes it past Evans. Great play from Lyle Taylor on the right hand side, towards the penalty area. He's got free for company, Taylor, and it's Tilt with a strong challenge. Parker trying to get the ball back. Oh for no Charlton. way! The referee's given a free kick, and Tilt has just uh, kicked into Taylor,
1: and Taylor's not happy at all. And well, that's the referee. That's the linesman's uh, fault. I mean, there was nothing wrong with that challenge at all. At all, and then uh, because of it, Tilt's got free reign to just jump on Taylor while he's on the floor.
4: He just wants a word with Lyle Taylor. He's going to actually have a word with the linesman. And Taylor wasn't and happy he could, at he all could with see, Did you see Tilt. the
1: run of Tilt? He, oh, he's going to get... No, Let's just... See what I mean?
4: He books Tilt, and he books Lyle Taylor as just, well.
1: Just nonsense, isn't it? And that's Tilt's fault. If you'd have watched when Taylor had it and he was going away, it was Tilt who made a, com- a real concerted effort to make sure he took Taylor out. He ran for a good 20, 30 yards to come across when Blackpool already had two men there and just wiped him out.
4: It's a very harsh booking for Lyle Taylor. and means he's one game away from a two-match ban If he blows his whistle, it will be Ben Reeves who steps over ah. over bar. It's way over as well. My word, it wasn't even close. <laughs> and that's a wasted opportunity for Charlton who... Just can't seem to take a free kick. And there's the half time whistle to conclude. It's been a frustrating first 45 minutes, you'd say, for the addicts. Marshall on the edge of the pound area looking to turn Anderson, has done so. Marshall will go for goal, headed away by Tilt. Comes back to Marshall, who controls. Dixdale on the overlap, he uses him. Dixdale, born to the box. Oh! Goes to
1: Couldn't quite get on the end of it. He's got something on it, but it's always a stretch. <laughs> I'm sure it was his arm. A bit of space for himself, and then gets the ball in to Naby halfway inside the black ball half, being urged to shoot. No, instead he picks out a rebo. Edge of Pellier, inside the r- Parker, Parker gets his shot blocked away. But it'll come out to Marshall. Marshall, little ball inside of Taylor. Instant shot blocked away. Back to a rebo, edge of the area. Little touch away. Saw with a shot, again blocked away. Shot goes down the line, looking for Nangelet. Nangelet yeah, just blocks uh, Purrington off the ball, and he's back in the one-two. Angela into the uh, edge of the six-yard box, chipped the ball over the top of the crossbar. Backwards to Hennigan, who knocks it forward, and it's going to be cut out by Cullen. Cullen now finds Vettikele. Oh, it's a lovely turn from Vettikele, and he's gone past Hennigan. Towards the corner of the penalty area, back on his right foot, looking for a red shirt, chips the ball into the box, headed away by Taylor. Can Vettikele pick it up again? He does. He looks up, he's got Marshall on the far side, instead he goes across to Dicksteel. Dicksteel, little touch in the Cullen. Thought about a shot, Cullen, instead finds Lapsley in the box. Lapsley back to Dick steele has Dick got a rebo to his left. A rebo, thought about a shot again, this time finds Taylor. Taylor finds... Ta- oh, oh, finds a rebo again and his shot deflected away down the right-hand side for a corner. But what an
4: introduction by Hugo Vettekane. He realises there's some space behind him on the left-hand side. lovely little dummy gets past his man. And again, it just takes some last-ditch defending. Lovely hold-up play from Taylor. Leaves the ball for Rebo. Shot again
1: was goal-bound. And this time it was Hennigan with the challenge. Davis with this throw, and you get the feeling that might be the last action. There's the final whistle. Charlton draw a blank here at the Valley. Lots of effort, lots of industry. Few chances, and those chances couldn't be
2: buried. So there we go. The highlights of yesterday's goal, the straw here at the Valley with Blackpool. Uh, it always sounds more exciting on the highlights, doesn't <laughs> it? Because <laughs> you get 90 minutes of uh, action or inaction condensed into about five. So it sounds like it was uh, very busy. But you know, ultimately, it's an it's an, another disappointing result. And I mean, just the, the the breakup of the G&T partnership over the last few weeks Uh, Obviously, with Taylor's uh, suspension, the three-game suspension, now very close to another two games as well, as we know. Uh, Along with, of course, Carl and Grant going. um, Those four games, they haven't played together, obviously, and we've scored one goal in that time.
3: Yeah, um, I think if you take the goals out of any side, I mean... If you take the top two top goal scorers out of any league in any in any league, you, they're going to miss them, and obviously it's obvious that we have. And um, I think the disappointing thing is that we've you just don't know where the goals are going to come from, and that's you know you <laughs> we've said already the midfielders have got to step up and do a bit more. But um, Taylor came back in, and it's still. I, don't, I think people underestimate a little bit in terms of the partnership that they both had and how they complemented each other in, in Taylor and Grant. And But, you know, as as both as it is what it is, we've just got to roll our sleeves up and find another way now. And I think it's obvious, I don't think Parker's going to be, he's not the same sort of player as Carlin. Um, so we probably will have to play a little bit differently. Um, but, yeah, it's just, uh, I can't, I just don't know how you know, like you say, the four games we've not scored many and to be fair, the South End and the Blackpool game, if we want any chance of, you know, hitting the, the top two, which is, is more or less impossible for me. Well it's not impossible, but it's very unlikely. Um now we they're the games you should be winning at home and um it's just quite deflating really. But I'm tr- still still remain because 'cause we've still got the top two well, Portsmouth and Lewin at home, but I think the top two are a bit out of our reach now, I think.
2: Yeah, oh, it seems uh, it yeah. seems crazy. Uh, to to think we'd still get in that top two now I'd say we're nine points off with uh off Barnsley in second who still have a game in hand Mm. as well um with 13 games left to go I think that's gonna be a huge (laughs) ask uh to win nine more points than they do in 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 that time um obviously we know uh with, with with Grant gone now as you say Taylor's now the main man up top and like yesterday, if if it's not his day, if he's not if it's not falling for him, if it's if it's, if his teammates aren't finding him, and he has a quiet game, then all of a sudden our goal threat dis- disappears.
3: Oh yeah, it does. And another thing as well is Taylor knows he's going to play every week. Now you know, and I'm not saying that it will step his foot off the gas, but I think when you have the competition for places, like you, you know, you, people will start making sure they play well. And I think at the moment, if he looks at that bench. I'm not being funny I don't think he's going to be scared of anyone dislodging are they but um, yeah and, and like you say if Taylor doesn't score and to an extent even when they were both here if if Grant or Taylor weren't score, it was mainly them scoring wasn't it so if we don't if them two don't score or obviously Taylor now who does step in and that's the likes of Reeves and you know Williams to an extent now because he's too good for this level and he needs, for me he needs to start producing a bit more in the final third Um and without, if you don't, if you don't score goals, and know it's stupid, but if you don't score goals, you're not going to win games, and we found that in the last four. And you see why we've we were what two or three points behind Luton a few games ago, and now we're well, they're miles ahead. <laughs> so, and and you know, Luton have brought in Moncur, Moncur, and a couple, and they bring in Cummins as well. And look just look at them; they're flying. Um, and we've obviously gone backwards.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's... its Probably quite clear from what Lyle Taylor said in the South London Press on on Friday about the frustration about Carne leaving, and you know, only, and, and and don't forget Nikia Jose and Billy Clark as well, and then only Josh Parker coming in. Whether you think about the merits of Josh Parker compared to Carlin Grant, I mean, if you look at the numbers, there's three strikers who's gone out and one who's come in. Igor coming back from injury. You could argue he's one of the, like a new sign in that sort of cliche, but realistically, it's three three out and one in. So we we saw what Lyle Taylor said uh, to to Richard Corley, the South London Press. It made all sorts of uh, ripples throughout the, the the Charlton landscape, which we'll talk about in the uh, in in the show this evening. But underlying factor there is, I mean, if Lyle's feeling that frustration that he's you know that he's gone and shared with with with, with the newspaper, you'd, you'd have to argue that the rest of the squad probably is as well, and. Um, it, it might show in the performances they might just have had that knocking confidence or whatever it is that it's just holding them back and all of a sudden they're thinking, you know, as we were sort of approaching just, just after the turn of the year and we had that great point against Sunderland, we got that superb victory uh, at Shrewsbury and we had the, the likes of Williams and Purrington just coming in and Carl and Grant and Lyle Taylor scoring goals there was this wave of optimism and in the, sp- in the space of three weeks it's just been wiped out and it seems to be that seems to be portrayed in the performances and quite clearly, in my opinion.
3: Yeah, I think, and like you say, we if you look back to the Shrewsbury game, if, like you say, everything was optimistic. And um, it's just a shame with the position that we're in. And then now we're in such a weaker position, whereas all the teams, nearly all the teams in the top six have strengthened and looked stronger. Um, and I think that's the disappointing thing. Obviously, we're going to Lyle later, but... Just you can just tell that's the frustration from him, and I think it will show within within the other you know squad members because you take how many goals did Carlin get? Fourteen or something 14. Fourteen goals. Yeah. You take that out of a side, you know, and it's it's not even his goals; it was the way he played. You know, they don't they they could come short, or he could go in the channels, or he could look for the ball over the top. I'm not saying Taylor is a slouch and slow, but you know, and now we're sort of trying to adapt to a new striker up there and it's just been fragmented now and we've more or less got to start from scratch of building some another way of playing with carnage.
2: and it's a double threat as well when we had the pair of them you know it's two excellent players that the opposition defense had to keep an eye on and now they now they probably know that if they can keep Lyle Taylor quiet they'll keep our front line quiet and with a midfield that you know at the moment aren't, aren't scoring goals they 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 think they, they get Taylor out of the game and he was he was bullied and and hassled yesterday by Curtis Tilt, as we've seen a couple of times it ended up with him getting a, a harsh book in, it seemed at one point, which obviously edges in towards that that band. They know that if they keep him quiet, then we're going to struggle, and I think we've seen that over the last couple of weeks.
3: Yeah, I think if, like you say, if if you're centre half and you keep Taylor quiet, that's the main threat. And if you look at how we play, you know that our centre our midfielders aren't really going to venture into the box. So the only play, only way we're going to score is from long sort of long range shots. And judging by Reeves's free kick yesterday, that's <laughs> never going to happen either. So yeah, I mean. I mean, it's getting to a stage, I remember when, just towards the end of Robbo's time as manager, I found us very, very predictable in the way we play, and it's starting to become like that. I'm not saying that he's got to get rid of the diamond formation or anything like that. I'm just saying the way that we played up until now was brilliant, but I think teams have sussed us out and, like you say, know how to deal with Taylor, and, and I think we're struggling to sort of find different ways of breaking teams down.
2: Yeah, I'm sure Lee Bayer will be working hard and trying to find ways to do that, and we'll hear from him uh, later on in the show. He made five changes before the game, quite a few of them enforced, actually, if you think about it. Um, obviously, Patrick Bauer um, coming back in from his suspension, Christian Billick going out because he suspended uh, Lyle Taylor, as we know, coming in, Josh Parker starting up alongside him uh, was was the man chosen, which a lot of people would have found interesting. Um, start, I mean, starting with that, I mean... Uh, we saw Parker made, and you know, I thought a few people said quite an impressive cameo uh, in the second half last week against South End. Um, and uh, this week it sort of went the other way around. He started, he was a bit quiet. I don't know if he really sort of found his feet. And it was Igor who came on for the last 10 minutes and all of a sudden had an impressive cameo after not being so great when he started last week.
3: Yeah, um, but you know, Igor's coming into fitness. Um, Josh. He's still trying to find his way around the place, trying to get to use the way we're playing and and not jilling them. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean the cameo that Josh had, he did look you know, he did change the game to be honest against Southend for the first twenty minutes. And um obviously Bose saw something in training that he was taking things on board and he and he deserved to start. But again, it's it obviously didn't work out. He obviously had, had a little air shot, which was um which is quite funny. Well it wasn't funny, but just his face on that picture on that you said to look at. Like. and then yeah, Igor came on and had a decent little cameo, but again it was there wasn't anything really um to sort of write home about really, was it? But mm. it was it's disappointing, of course, but you just hope that it will change what you know, once Josh gets settled in and he'll start Doing the things that Bo says, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't a good day yesterday.
2: No, obviously Joe Reba, I think, was the highlight Mm. for me. I thought he was superb Uh, yesterday. His uh, first game in was it seven eight weeks after his injury. Um, So again, I think we said on Thursday, you don't expect a player to come in and start like that, but he has done, and he played so well. Um, I think all of our good work, in particular in the first half, seemed to come from sort of dancing his way into the area, more roading runs, getting towards the byline, pulling it back. I think obviously the Parker one you mentioned. but yeah, impressive from him and if 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 he can keep himself fit now and get back to fitness and perform like that for the rest of the rest of the season, I mean that could be the outlet that we need now with, with Grant's pace gone.
3: Yeah, exactly. And I think um Greg said in the comms it was a definitely a player that you could tell that Charlton had missed. Um, especially driving with the ball, being so comfortable on the ball. Um, but it's just disappointing, cause I know, you know that Johnny Williams could do that, but there seems—I don't know why—but there seems to relu- a reluctance of, you know, the likes of Williams and Reeves, all the, you know, Reeves did score ahead of last week at South End but a reluctance to get in the box. Um, and it, it, if you if you're going through on goal, and you know if one of the strikers pull out wide, and they look in the box. It's like one person, and you know you—it's got to, you know that delivery has got to be on a sixpence and be absolutely immaculate for that to go in. And but like you said, Joe came in yesterday. Right, you know, he's, he had a couple of good runs and stuff. And for seven weeks out, and people go "Oh yeah," but he's a professional footballer. But he's, he didn't play any. He didn't play under under twenty three games. He said no, didn't he? Mm. He was. I think Bo said he wanted to play, him, but jo- Joe said that he didn't want to play. Out, and he's come in against a decent Blackpool side. You know, the best defence in the league, I think there is, isn't Be- it?
2: Best away defence, yeah. definitely.
3: Yeah. And um, and he was making things happen, and you know, the the, the more time times go on he'll get fitter and fitter. But yeah, I mean to come in after seven weeks and put and be the standout person apart from nabs obviously, um, it's just amazing and it, hopefully he can offer offer that because he gets in the box mm. and he gets his goals. He's got five goals and that's what we need. Yeah.
2: Um the the other sort of main talking point obviously uh, Dick still chosen over Chris mm. Solly. Were you surprised by that? I mean, if, when you looked at the size of that yeah. that Blackpool team, you could you could probably predict that, that he, he was going to go for the the bigger option there because I mean they were huge. I mean, N'golo on his own up top was about six foot ten, mm. but I mean they were they were a massive side. So do you think that's the reason, or do you think it, he might have felt Solly's form wasn't good enough? I haven't really noticed him standing out, good or bad, really. So I would have been slightly surprised by that.
3: Yeah, I mean, when I saw the team sheet, I was surprised because I know. Obviously, they're a big side. and But you, people say that, you know, the, the striker will peel off and, you know, they'll go for the die eggs against Solly. But that's more or less every week that will happen. And that's never that will never change. As soon as you have a big lad up front, they're always going to peel off to Solly because they, they think they've got the aerial advantage. But, yeah, it did surprise me. But I don't know. Maybe he thought, you know, Dick still needs some minutes in his legs, maybe. Um, maybe he did think Solly deserved to come out. I don't know. But... Um, yeah, they were a big physical side, so it made sense in terms of um, Dick still coming in. Uh, but yeah, I don't really know the thinking behind. But you, it makes sense why. But I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I wouldn't say Solly's been out of form. Um, but Solly always gives you what a seven out of ten most weeks, doesn't he? Like Ben Perrington, so. Yeah, but I think the sound of it, Dick still sort of handled it quite well at times.
2: Yeah, right now, um, when, when the game got underway, uh, it's definitely the visitors who settled the better. It probably took us 20 minutes to get mm. into it, really, and when we saw a, a decent cross from that Naya Kirby's on loan from Palace, uh, Nanjale headed over, and then Kirby himself had a volley that went over. And it, I, I just wonder if these slow starts we've seen over the last couple of weeks are just, indi- again, indicating perhaps, uh, I don't know, I don't know that clearly there's something something not quite right at the moment and it's you know when, when you get suck, sucked into a little bit of poor form I guess it can be quite easy to you know start the game a little bit nervous
3: yeah it might be it could be a fact it could be they're trying a different way of playing when I think obviously when we had the when we had Carl on, everyone knew everyone's jobs and it was working whereas now we might have to have adapted a little bit in terms of how we're playing but um, that's the thing with us and I think that's the difference to us, us being that top two side is that we have too many games where we're bad for 45 or you know not bad but you know un, not 100% and then the second half we'll pick it up or vice versa we're quite inconsistent in terms of our performances in, in 45 minutes but um, yeah I mean we seem to struggle I mean, I mean I think Blackpool were coming for a point it didn't look like they were overly sort of eager to come and absolutely batter us but um, at the same time, sometimes you want the players to be on the front foot at home, and and it was obviously it just wasn't to be yesterday. But it was again. I don't want to make excuses for the lads, but they, you know, Blackpool are a decent side. Mm.
2: Uh, when um, when we did get going, as I said, mo- most of our good work was coming through a rebo, Got to the byline a couple of times, uh, pulled backs. So, um, obviously, Parker had his, had his air shot, as as mentioned. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even that for, for for me, that's a sign of a player who's just still struggling to settle really. Um, because I've always said, when when you're nervous or you're tired, your first touch is always the thing that goes in your concentration. So I mean, that that's probably it is a little bit of once he gets his first goal, he'll he'll start connecting with the ball a bit more than mm. you know than than air shots.
3: Yeah, and I mean, if you go, if you think about it from a a coach's point of view, he's in the right areas. You know, they'll say as long as they're getting in the areas and you know all that. Um, but yeah, maybe it will just take that one goal, um, and then it might push him on a little bit, but. I don't think that I think all the fans want him to do well. I don't think there's anyone who doesn't want him to do well, obviously. But mm. yeah, hopefully, once he gets that goal, he's confident it'll be sky high. Like he's still he's still settling in. You know, he's playing with a, a lot more better players, mm. so he should in theory get more chances so just needs to concentrate and just be confident in his abilities which I'm sure he is
2: it's interesting what you said about Johnny Williams as well because mm. we are still waiting for his first goal or assist I think in a, in a Charlton shirt he had a couple of chances yesterday on the end of a uh, Joaribo run so again getting into the box being in the right areas twice he was denied at the near post by uh, the goalkeeper and uh, 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 I think we, we saw a long shot from him as well which the keeper got down to quite well so again another one who, we're just waiting for that that Everything to click into place and for him to find that because we can see that the way he glides with the ball, he really is like he's got you know a bit of finesse about it, a bit of quality. But obviously, we need end product now. We, it's, it's all well and good playing the ball around nicely or running it well. But we, this is the time of the season now, as well, any time of the season, you need to get that end product and you need to get it quite quickly.
3: Yeah, exactly. And we've all said that he's he's very good at this level and he probably shouldn't be playing at this level, but he is. Um, and he's Probably one of technically he's up there with one of our better players, and yeah, I think he should be offering a you know a little bit more. I know he's had his he's you know his downs in terms of injuries, but he's played a lot. He's played a few games for us now, and he should be settled. Um, It's not like he's come from a foreign country, although it's Palace. Um, But yeah, he I think he should start be getting a bit more now and. In finding those little passes, but also we need the movement up there as well. We need someone on the same wavelength, which I think Taylor can. Um, but yeah, again, it might be another confidence thing. Whereas if he gets one, will it push him on a little bit? But we've got too many of these. You know, oh, if he gets one, you know, it might kick on the same as Fosu. It's not been the same. We just need to start just doing it now because the time the games are running out, and like we just spoke off air, we only four points. You know, ahead of Peter now, which we were miles ahead before, but and they've obviously clawed it back.
2: Mm, yeah, interesting. You mentioned Tariq Fosu; they're completely left out of the matchday squad and in its entirety. Yesterday, uh, we asked Lee about it, uh, and he, he didn't say much about it. All I, I just, I just said, well, well, you know, was he injured, or was it a reaction to his recent performances? I said, no, not injured. I just thought that there was. Uh, he just didn't have a place in the in the 18-man squad. There were better players than him at this moment in time to put in the squad. So clearly very interesting that. And we spoke on Thursday show about his tweet with regards to his contract and who knows what's going on there. But yeah, Boja, uh choosing not to put Fosu in that in that um, day squad. When you consider, don't forget that Marshall came in for some stick last week as well, but Marshall was on the bench and then came on at halftime as well. So uh, well, you know, he came on, uh, so obviously decided that there's better performance in Marshall than Foster at the moment in time which is interesting. To see now of course uh, one, one of the big talking points of the game came just 5 minutes before half time. Curtis Tilt as well seems to be involved in everything going wrong for us this season. He's the man <laughs> who should have been sent off at Blackpool earlier on in the season and then wasn't uh, by the same referee who then sent off Patrick Bauer last uh, a couple of weeks ago at Fleetwood. Uh, so I'm guessing that man's not on the <laughs> that ref's not on uh, Lee Bowyer's Christmas card list but um Yeah, it it was him and Taylor tussling away in the right-hand side. It looked like a bit of a harsh free kick against Taylor. Uh, Curtis Tilt ends up falling on top of Taylor. And uh, again, there's not much in it. There was a tiny little scuffle as both players tried to find their way out of it to to stand up. I mean, we've seen Taylor get involved with stuff before, but I really don't think this was at the, uh, the high end of any spectrum there. It seemed harsh. The referee... Could have easily let it go, or the linesman as well on that near side who wasn't too far away saw something that they thought was worthy of a booking now. I mean, obviously that one's quite harsh, but it is the the ninth one of the season now for Taylor. We knew when he came back after his three-game ban for the red card against Atquington that he had five games before the Amnesty wipes all the cards clean to not get two yellow cards. And it's we started off in the worst way possible because now he's got four games where he's walking on a tightrope of another two-game ban.
3: Yeah, exactly. And I think on Thursday's show, someone said on uh, the, the stats were that he gets one every three games. Well, he's got one in the first forty-five minutes, which isn't a great start. <laughs> yeah, that was um, uh,
2: that was um, Jordan Dix, and he tweeted yeah. us. He, he tweeted us on Thursday saying uh, uh, Taylor's potential bookings. He, he averages one every three and a half games. So in five games, we should be safe. Uh, and then at <laughs> half time, he tweeted us again saying, "Well, that theory's gone out the window now, isn't it?" <laughs>
3: exactly. So I mean, just looking at the fixtures, I, I, I can see him getting booked against his former side uh, next week against Wimbledon. Which will, I think, will be the worst outcome, wouldn't it? So you'll Miss Donny and Pompey, but yeah, I mean, it's you know, I, when this season I have seen him and he does seem to be fouled a lot, but there are also a lot of times where he seems to put himself in situations where he doesn't actually need to, um, and I think. I mean, I'd love to know how many of the yellows are through descent as well, yeah. which can be avoided.
2: I mean, because no matter who the player is and how much we no. like the player, when you get nine yellows in a, in, in a season, along with a red card as well, people are going to be saying that's a discipline problem.
3: Oh, it is. Because, I mean, forwards are very gen- – generally, a forward, if you're getting booked as a forward, you're sort of doing late challenges or whatever. But nine, Gary, Gary Lineker never got booked, did he? I don't mm. think. And then, you know, I'm not saying it's the same as Noel Taylor, but to get nine in one season, my, I would probably say more than half a descent. It's... Sometimes you might have to look at yourself, and especially with when he came out and you know he said you know I apologise for getting sent off and you know I'll be doing this and this yeah that's great and then straight away you put yourself on the tightrope again and now he's put us in it again.
2: When I look at it the other way, I mean obviously we're saying oh, maybe he needs to check his discipline, but he plays with a fire in his belly. Now none of us are none of us are moaning when we score a goal away at Portsmouth, for example, and he's giving it the big into the crowd or anything like that. We love that. We love that edge to his game, mm. and it's something that we've lacked over the years. So at the same time. If he takes that away from his game, does he take that little that little bit of passion in his performance away? And mm. are we asking too much from him there?
3: Well, I mean, you can be aggressive, but you've got to control your aggression. And I think sometimes when you get involved into the silly, I see it sometimes, little pantomime games, you know. I don't know, like, you know, you wind people up, that's fine. But then that will come to bite him on his bum, like the Atkinson game was. And, you know, I think, because I think he was like trying to... Do dance dance in front of the keeper or something just before you get that all that melee happened. I think I'm not saying that was the cause of it, but there's just things like that sometimes. It's just like you don't need to put yourself in a situation or like descent is such a silly, silly, you know, booking. Um, and again, I mean, it was handbags, wasn't it on on Saturday? But. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just frustrating because I'm sort of believing now that he's going to get booked and miss the two biggest games of our season now Mm.
2: funny enough he only got got five bookings for Wimbledon last season Mm. Um, so I mean what does that show the season before that he got eight bookings and one red so he, he's, he's had it before, so I guess that's probably just always been the way that he's played. But yeah, at times, you know, I mean, Bayer said it himself um, yesterday when I spoke to him after the game. He just said he needs to be cautious, but then he went on to say, "But that, that's just Lyle on the pitch, and some things you can't change." I guess.
3: Yeah, you got this. Is what, I'm not listen. I'm not saying, you know, he he, he can't be aggressive or you know, because he does play with a, a fire in his belly, and but sometimes. It's hard. See, I think it is easy for me to sit here and say oh well he needs to control his aggression of course but we're in a situation now where we know that Lyle is our best player by a country mile we need his goals we need him to start and if we're missing him for two games it's not one game it's two games and we we can't really afford that at this stage of the season and to do it in the first 45 minutes I think we were sort of saying <laughs> we was guessing sort of when it was going to happen and it, it's happening in the first 45 and that's a disappointing thing but listen, I'm hoping obviously can um avoid a yellow <laughs> for the next four games wherever it is now, um but I can't see it yeah
2: on. it's interesting um obviously uh during the week on on Friday everyone saw his comments in the paper, mm. and everyone loved him for that and and that is a sort of, and, and in in a way that's the comments like that are probably quite similar to the sort of um Care, you know, reckless behavior if you want to call it that. Because I mean, people love to see the passion like that. Someone who speaks their mind, and I, I think Lyle Taylor's, you know, been uh, been excellent with some of his interviews so far this season, and sometimes when when that translates to performances on the pitch 9 times out of 10 he puts in an aggressive quality performance but every now and then he'll just overstep the mark and i guess that's what uh that, that's where where's where you sometimes you got to try and find the balance and um i'm sure lyle will be careful he's going to have to be careful for the next four games to make sure he doesn't pick up uh, another yellow card as we said um i mean just before half time we had, we did have that free kick taylor in, in the good way putting himself about wins a free kick on the edge of the area but i mean our set pieces in terms of uh, three shots at goal this season have been atrocious <laughs> and Ben Reeves wasn't any better. Uh, it's so bad he got hooked at half-time actually for Mark Marshall. Um, started the second half, I thought we started quite bright in that second period. We forced a, a handful of corners. They came to me for an update about an hour in. I said actually Charlton will be pleased with the way this second half has started in terms of territory and you know p- performance-wise. But when they came to me for, for my next update, about 15 minutes left, and all I had to say was actually you know, Charlton have been pretty much the same throughout this second half. They've had possession in the right areas but they've done nothing with it and they mm. haven't created enough chances and that's starting to, that's going to start to look a bit worrying with only 15 minutes left
3: Exactly, and I felt that was for me, that's the key there, is we look and we had it against Southampton. we have the possession, we move the ball well, we move the ball left to right from the centre-backs to the midfield and then we get to the final third and we just look two for us and, and um, that's quite harsh but it is, we're not scoring enough goals and so like doing tippy-tappy and doing nice, neat flicks and tricks. and You need to do it in the box and you need to create chances. You don't create chances, you're never going to score. And when you do get your chances, you've got to take them. And um, and that, and I think, yeah, I mean, we can have all the possession in the world, but if if teams sit narrow, put all men by on the ball and just force us out wide, they know that we're not going to really score. They, it's a very good a possibility we're not going to score because um, our deliveries in the box are usually poor, well, they have been the last two games. Um, and if it doesn't hit Taylor, we're, it's not likely you're going to get Ben. Well, I'm not saying that Ben Reeves disquieted against uh, Saffin, but <laughs> but it's very unlikely we're we're going to break teams down. And I think that's I think where we're falling down. We can we look neat, and tidy, but possession doesn't win your games. Mm, it's, yeah. it's goals.
2: I mean, we saw an example of uh, the header falling to the wrong person when Dick Steele's cross was met by Perrington at the far post. It was a very difficult chance. To be fair to him, it was. It wasn't an awful cross. It's just that it was slightly behind Purrington. He wasn't able to. Uh, to, to guide that one on target and we saw uh, Parker have a find a little bit of space in the area, saw a shot block Sars follow up as well, we're going into that last 10 minutes and actually Blackpool who hadn't really shown too much of a, of a threat in that second half, I mean in Nanjale they've got a player who um, you know, hasn't got as many goals as Taylor but he's probably a, a player in a reasonably similar mould, he's a big guy, he's got uh, a, a little bit of quality about him as as well as being able to bundle his way through with the ball and we saw that he picked up the ball inside the area from uh, Delfonso, managed to complete Sell uh, uh, Saint uh, St. Patrick Bauer down to the uh, the Saint'sbury's local at the top of uh, the top of Floyd Road and it's through one and one and uh, luckily for us really tried to dink it over uh, Phillips who probably did enough to to come out and put him off and and he got it over the crossbar because I mean that was a Blackpool's only really big chance in that second half but it was one and it was one where uh, perhaps Bauer might have felt he could have done a bit better
3: yeah he could I think he was causing us. Um a lot of pro- problems throughout the game, N'Angelo. Is he the one who scored against us at he their scored, day, Yeah,
2: think? Nanjale and Delfonso got the goals in their hair. place. Yeah, yeah, he's a big <laughs> lad. I <a>, saw him <laughs> in the tunnel after. He, he, I think he's about 6'5". He's yeah. uh, got an excellent goal from away at Sunderland during the weeks. So I think he's on 7 or 8 for the for the season. He's not mm. a bad player. I'd say he's mm. like a, a poor man's Lyle Taylor, if you will. <laughs> poor man's
3: Lyle. Yeah, well, he, was, yeah he kept us... Um, he was a constant fool on our side. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they had, a, they had their couple of chances. and But, again... <laughs> You know, clean sheets are great, but I just think we need to like start putting teams away. Um, But yeah, I mean they—they were again. They didn't really go for it for me. They, do you know what I mean? They didn't exactly attack us like they. No, not in that second period. Especially that you know they needed for me. They needed to win that yesterday. If they had any chance of catching sixth, I know this is a long way to go. But if they won that, it would have made it a lot more. Maybe uh, given them a little bit more of a platform to build on, Mm. but. Obviously, a point away at Charlton obviously seems to be a great result. Well, it, well, it, is, well, it is with, our, with yeah. our
2: home record, 10 wins yeah. out of 16. You know, so Again, it's easy to get carried away because we've drawn the last two, but our home record is excellent this mm. season. If we'd won either of our last two home games, we would have already equaled the amount of home games we won last season, which was mm. 11. If we'd beaten South End or beaten Blackpool, we would have equaled the amount of home wins we had last season in... Where are we? February. It mm. shows how well Lee Bowyer has us playing at home. But obviously, it's just been a, a, a little a little disappointing run here at the Valley. Uh, we could have won it ourselves. Well, probably our best move of the match, actually. A lovely passing move, which we heard, which ended up with Taylor setting up a rebo again. He was a fawn in the side of Blackpool. Uh, his shot it was a superb block. It really was from, uh, I think it was Pritchard, who, who dove uh, across. And that, that proved to be really our last chance. And the, the full time whistle goes. A smattering of booze, actually. Uh, big crowding yesterday, of course, for football for a fiver sure what um some of the any of the newcomers would have made of that but you know it's a shame football for a fire from one of our other home games maybe bristol rovers where it was exciting and we scored lots of goals and stuff but um disappointing surprised to hear a little bit of booing at full time i mean it just like i said things are just starting to boil over now in terms Mm. of uh you know it's bubbling away isn't it that that disappointment that's, that's happened over january in the last couple of results now but I guess easy to get carried away. As we said, we're still in the playoff places.
3: Yeah, I think the boos were. I don't think they were probably. Um, I don't think they're directed in terms of you know the players' effort. I think it's a lot of frustration. Mm. I think, like you say, that the frustration of of the the transfer window, which yeah, we did get some good players in, but we also lost some very good players. Um, the fact that we were so close to Luton and now we seem so mile, miles away. The fact that. Other teams have strengthened and we haven't. We've gone backwards and the, and the fact that we've had two home games now where we've dominated ball and you know and not done much with it, um, which can be put down to Carlin, but you know Carlin didn't do everything in this team, and I think we have just hit a bit of a bad patch of form, and I, and I think yeah, it is a bit frustrating, but. Um, I don't think anyone will be booing for the fault or the, the efforts of the players
2: well I think it's almost time to hear from Lee Bowyer don't forget you can have your say on this evening's show plenty of you already have you've uh, you've emailed us studio at charltonlive.co.uk you can tweet us at Charlton live. you can head over to the Live forum there's a thread on there for tonight's show I'll just read out a couple of tweets from Albert Rossi actually tweeted me in saying sorry Parker is not the answer we have to change the way we play I would play Fossu up front with Taylor he also mentioned that he met Lyle Taylor uh, today he told me that the whole squad feel down but they will be doing everything to get into second place and so he's a really nice guy and he certainly is lyle taylor so that's albert rossi's had he say many of you already have as well which we're looking forward to reading out but i want to hear you uh, i want to let you listen now to uh lee boyer post-match interview came in to speak to our very own terry smith after yesterday's game and as you can imagine uh, another frustrating afternoon for the addicts boss here at the valley
5: yeah um, again they've come here to do a job on us, and, and let's not take it away from them. They're a good side. I just went to Sunderland and got a draw there in midweek, and um, they came here to do a job, frustrate us, and, and, and they've done it. Um, just it was time wasting from like the first minute it's crazy, and they got away with it. So it's, it just frustrates me. Is Obviously that's part of the game, I, I appreciate that and this is a tough place to come we have a good crowd and but we, we, I think we started the game well I think the first 20 minutes we, we created some, a couple of good chances two or three good chances didn't take them I think one or two we didn't even connect with the ball Jaribo done very well cutting things back and missed easy chances like you scored that and then it's, it's a different game then you know and earlier on in the season we were scoring them so that's the frustrating thing it's not like we're not creating the same chances because we are the the difference is we ain't taking them now um, that's the frustrating thing for me and then obviously this, the second half I changed it at half time because they just matched us up and, and the game wasn't very good um, so I changed it at half time and and I thought we'd cause some problems again for the first 20-30 minutes of the second half um, but again just our final ball and, and final third just just wasn't good enough and our passing today it just wasn't good enough like, you know, I, d- I don't know what it is because we, we work on it every day and we're a good football inside so it's just frustrating at times and but we'll keep working hard and the disappointing thing is we've created enough chances to win the game today and we didn't take them. And, because they gave me everything. They gave everything again. Defenders back four. Defended very, very well. Um, so, yeah. It's, I just feel for them at times.
1: Are we going to have to put up with this, do you think? Because I mean, it is curious where, where Blackpool are in the shout for the top six themselves. Uh, you'd expect them to have a little bit more ambition, a little bit more... Uh, 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 attacking intent coming at us a bit, but they were quite happy to sit back and uh, I'm, I'm assuming hit us on the break, but that never happened or never looked likely. Um, does that then throw all your game plans up in the air because uh, you know what you planned for just doesn't happen?
5: Yeah, but we, we we didn't have a clue it was their for, their formation, what they was going to play. They, they change it quite regular and, um, and and then obviously they they match us up, which we didn't expect them to do. Um, Took was by surprise, but I we dealt with it OK first half. Again, like I said, we, we created some, some good chances. Joe Reba done, done really well at, uh, down the left and got to the byline. And so, but teams, that's what teams are going to do, and, and we have to break them down. And, and like I said, are we going to create as many chances? Maybe, maybe not. But when you do create them, you have to take them. And, and again, we, we haven't done that.
1: You want us uh, at times maybe just win scruffy. Uh, and uh, we had the opportunity, say so we had the opportunities, but we had shots on goal that were being, you know, to give them credit, Blackpool just throwing their bodies on the line yeah. and getting in a way. But again, I think we've mentioned this before balls that squirt out from uh, tight situations always seem to go to the other side rather than to us.
5: Yeah, we're not having much luck, are we? Um, but you've got to give them credits that they put their bodies on the line, Blackpool. Like they was blocking everything. Um, and maybe one second half, it was flying it keeper would never have got nowhere near it he's got a hammer of a left foot and, and they're just diving in front of things and you've got to give them credit they come here they've got a well earned point they deserve the point um, because how hard they worked
1: you must be delighted with Joe Rebo coming back into their game and uh, it took him maybe maybe 10 minutes to get up to speed of things but uh, from that point forward he looked
5: uh, he looked a threat yeah he's a, he's a very good player isn't he Um. Been out, what, 6, 7, Six, weeks wherever long he's been out he's trained one week like this week just gone and um, it's like yeah, we've been away from the game I thought he was excellent I thought he was very very good he's getting better and better isn't he? And if we can just get him to score a few more goals then he's going to be some player yeah,
1: no question about that um, can't uh, not mention uh, the incident with Lyle Taylor did you get the feeling at the beginning when a, the referee there was a couple of challenges that had gone in and the referee was quite happy not to give a book in and just speak to speak to the player and you thought then well maybe this is a good uh, you know, this could go a good way the referee doesn't want to get his cards out he just wants to check the players and then immediately <laughs> Lyle Taylor gets involved uh, which was nothing from where we were um, flashes the card yeah.
5: yeah I don't know why it just seems to be happening all the time lately to us regarding decisions um, I don't think I've done anything wrong personally. He, again, he's the one that got fouled, and um, and then the, the fellow's reacting to him again on the floor. Um, but yeah, it's it's driving me crazy. And then I get letters sent to me apologising from referees about their decisions. And so I had another letter the other day saying, oh, "I'm sorry, I shouldn't have sent Pat off." and I should have sent off their player on the seventh minute for a 2 foot tackle on Johnny Williams. Like, it doesn't help me now. <laughs> Do you know how many letters I must have had? At least half a dozen letters. Six letters this season apologising for big decisions. So that's the third one that their player should have been sent off. Third. But it just keeps happening, you know? I don't know.
1: Ceremonial burning of those letters at the end of the season, I reckon. Yeah, I if just, you haven't already done it. I can't yeah.
5: wait for one of them to come and actually show me, like what they're thinking is because I don't I don't get what they're thinking it, I don't know like, like I've been in the game so long I say so long like 20 odd years and I, I can't understand some of the decisions that they make like it doesn't make any sense and, and that's I know it's a difficult job I get that but it's it can't just keep happening it can't like something has to be done I see one of the refs it, I see him uh, refereeing on the telly the other night in a championship, so it's like he's being rewarded. That the ref that we had at Blackpool away, the one that should, should have sent the, the centre half off for pulling, pulling Lull down, he, he sends a letter apologising. Yeah, he should have sent him off, but then he's, he's refereeing in the championship like a month later. Like you're kidding me? He's getting rewarded for 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 these big mistakes. So yeah, that's the that's the thing that that, that bugs me is. You, you can't, we, it's just going against us. I, I guess every manager may be saying that. I don't know, but it seems to be going against us.
1: Well, we're onto AFC Wimbledon. Um, obviously, they're they're at the bottom, they're scrapping, uh, scrapping for points. It's going to be another tough one. They're not going to. You, you get the feeling they're not going to come at us either. Um, so it's a case of trying to work uh, a game plan to try and trying uh, to just get the points rather than trying to look pretty, especially down at uh, uh,
5: yeah. Kings Meadow. Yep, yeah, it's not going to be easy a um, difficult place to go so I'd be surprised if they do what they done when they came here and then sit back like they did Like I'd be amazed if they've done that being at home not to think that they're maybe a bit more uh, attacking minded but it's going to be tough they've got some good players that can hurt you so but we'll, we'll have to be at it and we have to start winning and, and that's a fact
1: You've got Jason Pierce uh, played for the other twenty threes in a week, so um I, I guess the need to bring
5: Uh the skipper
1: back isn't quite as uh, as urgent as, as other positions because uh, Patrick Barry and Nabisar seem to be
5: coping really well at the back there. Yeah, I have to say obviously Naby's playing in Pierce's normal position and Naby's excellent he's been outstanding. Um I've said it before I'm I'm over the moon for him. He's he's such a nice fellow, he's just smiling constantly, you know. And, in his ability, and, and I pulled him earlier on in the week, and said if we can just get him to drop a little bit of weight and, and, and lean him up a bit. It'll be some play because you know, he's 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 got everything. But um, yeah, he's he's been outstanding, nabby. And a left foot striking at the top corner wouldn't go and miss either at uh, at some point or other. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's got it. He scores all the time in training. I, I've said to you before when we played the little games. He's one of the better finishers at the club.
1: Big crowd out today. Obviously, yeah. uh, Academy Day, Football for Fire. It, uh, it uh, normally could make a difference. Didn't quite get us uh, get us at the three points today, but uh, at times they were loud.
5: Uh, and just shows you what, uh, what sort of atmosphere we could get here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel from, you know, because they've all come out and expecting us to go and win the game. And, but I, I just wish we could have delivered, but it wasn't through lack of trying. The lads give everything, and unfortunately, for our. For everybody here, we we didn't take our chances, but no, I thank them for coming and and getting behind them. So, but I don't know how many home games we've got left. But if they can just keep coming and 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 make that difference, sing from the first to the last minute, it, it might make that a little bit of difference for us.
1: You mentioned last week that uh, you wanted 11 out of the 14. So uh, 11 out of 13 now in one draw. So uh, still on target.
5: Yep, yep. It, it, nothing's changed. It just makes it more difficult. We're running out of games, obviously. So we have to start winning sooner or later. If not, then uh, then we've got to fight for the playoff spaces.
1: We keep on running, running through a red light like we're trying to burn the night.
4: Hey, passes Eribo, Fosu picks it up, touch to Eribo, Fosu again picks about a shot, goes for it, oh! what a, a goal, goal by Tariq oh! Fosu, who cuts his side onto his right foot and unleashes a ripper past Thomas Holy, Dived to his left, couldn't do anything about it, and Charlton out their second in some style from Tariq
2: Fosu. Welcome back. It's and Live here on Maritime Radio. Just heard there from the Addicts boss, uh, Lee Bowyer, uh, frustrated, as you'd expect, after uh, his side draw another blank here. ...at the Valley on tonight's show. We've got a few uh, little topics running because we want to know uh, what you guys made of yesterday's performance, of course, and what you want to make of the uh, Lee Bowyer's comments. We're also going to ask you uh, if you think that this run of form, no wins in four and just one goal in that time, is uh, the wheels coming off here at the Valley, or is it just a blip? Uh, after Joe Rebo's uh, great performance yesterday, uh, do you think he will sign a new deal here at the Valley? His uh, contract, of course, is up at the end of the season. I dare say he'll have some options to go elsewhere. Uh, so if you think he'll uh, sign um, Jason Pierce nearly fit again, but as as we heard from Bose there, uh, Nabisar has been playing in his position. He's been playing superbly over the last few weeks. So do you think Sarr will be dropped uh, in order to let Piercy come straight back in? So let us know. Uh, Lyle Taylor spoke during the week to Richard Corley from the South London Press and questioned uh, some of Roland du Châtelet's methods uh, after the uh, Belgian owner of the club refused to greenlight the, uh, the signing of Joe Mason uh, on a free agent saying, we've got enough strikers. So uh, just to give you a couple of the quotes... Um, Taylor said I was sent the article on Monday by my dad along with a play on the words of the chairman's name uh, something used to clean yourself in the toilet. Is that a douche? Douche douche bag or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's not swearing, is it? I don't know. <laughs> and um, uh, he also said, um, you know, how he felt for the manager and for the uh, uh, for for, the, for the, the the coaching staff and whatnot, and said that I don't know if Chatelet is even going to sell the club. He doesn't seem to be uh, that interested in anything Chutwin or anything helping Chutwin at the moment. We'll hit what Lee Bowyer made of those comments in a sec as well. But let's know what you made of uh, Lyle Taylor speaking out about that. A lot of fans I know were uh, very much for that, so let us know what you made of that. Uh, also, uh, Sky Sports published a story about um, some. Racing incidents have happened over the years uh, involving Cholton. Um, so let us know what you made of that as well. If, if you've ever experienced anything like at the Valley, uh, we'd be interested to know, Lee Bowyer, eh? if, Uh Nothing really out of the ordinary there. Um, with, with what you said, I think you, you kind of expected that. He's um, pr- He sounds pretty resigned to the fact that top two is a bit of a long shot now.
3: Yeah, I think um, whilst it's mathematically possible, we we'll would always say... We, we we're going to try it because I mean if he if he says oh no we're not going to make it now the players ain't going to believe so but I think deep down in his heart so he knows that it's, we're probably battling to keep those playoff spots now which you've got some good teams in there and I think it's going to be a lot more dif- it's a lot more difficult than it was last year yeah um, but yeah there's nothing it seems to be the same the last few weeks you know we didn't take our chances and defense was good. Um, but yeah we just 11 out of 13 mm. that and that's and that's you know that's us going on an insane mental run of form and the teams above us going on a really bad run of form all at the same time so yeah it's looking unlikely.
2: let's have a look at what some of you guys had to say about yesterday's performance and all the topics that I've uh, just introduced there cliff scales actually tweeted us on Thursday uh, predicting what midfield he wanted he wanted to see a rebo reeves cullen and Williams all in the same midfield and uh, he was right and uh, so before the game he was very excited uh, tweeting us saying oh I predicted the midfield and afterwards he said uh, my my dream midfield were playing, but the football for a five a curse struck again. Uh, the fans turned up, but the team didn't yesterday. Sarah Saunders, who sent in a very positive tweet last week saying um, she still uh, believes we'll get into the the playoffs and whatnot, uh, now saying that her positivity is disintegrating, which I think is probably the case for a few people now. Now, if you just you're just starting to, you know, it's always the case when we get into a bad run of form, but people sometimes are looking at it and think, oh, how how are we going to get out of this?
3: Yeah. And you know, rightly so. I think next week will be a big game. Um, I think it'll be a bit different now that they've had Wally there for a few, for a few, a few weeks now. But um, a
2: good game in the cup yesterday. Yeah,
3: exactly. And and they're they're the sort of teams that we seem to struggle against the ones in the lower halves. But um, yeah, they always I f- struggle at Wimbledon as well. I hate yeah, that. it, that's what I mean. And if we if we don't win next Saturday, if we then going against Donny and Pompey are two big games, and people might start then properly down but um but yeah i think I, I'm, I'm thinking it's just a blip and i just think it's a just you know a couple of people just trying to settle down you know like parker and Igor and people just trying to settle in and and i think we'll we'll be okay but mm. i'm not i'm not the alarm bells aren't ringing just yet so i say
2: yeah, yeah give it a couple of weeks right london geezer says why on earth was the chief mutineer bauer made captain he want he's wanted out since august remember those tweets saying he won't be signing a new contract uh, he said that should ensure that he's never the captain. Interesting point there. I mean, Boyer obviously uh, put his trust in him. Uh, London, Nick Gieser then added, it's about time we stop doing this football for a five a day nonsense. As the one extra, uh, as one, the extra people who attend never come back uh, until the next one. And two, it annoys real fans as most support uh, other teams anyway. it would be interesting to see what the stats are. If, if, if people of uh, coming to those games ever do come back, would be interesting to see. But yeah, I, I know our record isn't very good on days like that. It seems I think, uh, Uh, CFC facts and stats pointed out yesterday. I think we haven't won in our last five football for a fiver games. Always Mm. seem to be a bit of a a damp squib, unfortunately. Uh, Right, 100%, Charm. Very worrying that we have only scored one goal in four games. Uh, were were the midfield that we had out uh, with the midfield that we had out there yesterday plus Taylor, we still didn't look like scoring maybe a change in formation might help maybe, I don't really know we are not going to make the top two and I'm worried about not making the playoffs now, next three games are really tough and I really can't see us picking up points I hope I'm wrong, but I can't see it at the moment, Williams is a good player, but no end product at all, Marshall and Lapsley subs were pointless yesterday, as they didn't do anything
3: Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean, and it's 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 like it's frustrating because even what we scored one go in the last four, or one in two in the last five, and one of those was a penalty. Mm. So, yeah, it's I think everyone's starting to get frustrated. And in terms of the formation, you you probably could play it, but we haven't really got that many players who could play out wide. Marshall and Fosu maybe. If not, we haven't really... He hasn't built... Bowie has built a squad to play this quite narrow sort of way of playing. So, um, I can't see the formation changing unless we go through it three at the back, which we'll probably come on to that later in terms of Piercy coming back. But, mm. yeah, it's... Yeah, we've said it a hundred times. I don't really know what else to say. People need to step up and score more goals from midfield.
2: Now, as Cliff Scales said, we, didn't, uh, we just didn't turn up for the big crowd. The only good things to come out of the game were that we really didn't lose, uh, that we didn't lose, and that Joe Rebo had a really good game. It's worth pointing out that Blackpool do have the best defensive record in the league, so it was always going to be difficult. Chuck one exile. says, as oh, I've seen some poor games at the Valley many times, but yesterday's game really left me feeling disappointed and deflated. I can't fault the effort. The effort Effort, but just not going for us. If I'm down, how must the players and Starfield morale needs a boost? Any ideas? How would you pick them up after you know, as we know, a difficult a, a difficult um January? Well, i we we'll hear what boya had to say about lyle Taylor's comments as well in a minute because I thought that was quite interesting because I asked him if Taylor's comments showed that there was an underlying frustration within the squad. I mean, he said he didn't think so. uh, And we'll we'll hear what he then went on to say about Lyle Taylor in a minute. Um, Well, no, actually, he said he didn't know rather than he didn't think so. He doesn't know if there is an underlying feeling. But, I mean, if there is, I mean, Boya is the man and Jacko, of course, as well. He'll have to find the way to pick him up again.
3: Yeah, um, I'm sort of in the Kurbishly way of thinking in terms of confidence breeds results and results breeds confidence. So I think once if... um I think if we get that win, however it will be, if it's on Saturday and it's a last, well I hope it is, if it's on Saturday, it's a last minute tap in or something. It, things like that can really build then, and um, and we just need one scrappy win, however it may be, and then it'll it'll make us build going into the Donny and the Pompey game. Um, I think if we don't win on Saturday and we go and then go into the Donny and Pompey fixtures, it it could be tricky because then that could then go to what. S- no winning eight or something or seven mm. and then you're looking at it, that's when the morale might start going a bit
2: especially I mean you think I mean, if we don't sharpen up in the next few weeks it's, we're four points mm. yeah, you've know, got four point cushion down to seven for Peterborough at the moment but I mean that, that can go overnight almost like two games and we could be out of the top six and that's what it is the worry at this moment in time. Sean Smith saying that Bose needs to up his game. Two successive games he's had a week's solid training and then changed it at half time. Everyone needs to forget the window and get back on plan. And Ben Reeves needs to never, ever take a free kick again. <laughs> yeah, certainly. Uh, yeah, that free kick before half time did, did leave a lot to be desired. Uh, 100% Charlton. Uh, has done a poll asking uh, how many points people think we will get out of the next three games, which are Wimbledon and Doncaster away, and then Pompey, of course, here at the Valley on Sky. Uh 5.30 kickoff in, in, in a few weeks' time here at the Valley. Um, 32% said we'll get three points out of those uh, games. Um, 33% said we'll get four points. 19% said we'll get six points. And only 16% think we'll get seven points. He hasn't even put nine points as an mm-hmm. option. I mean, how, how do you see it? I mean, if you had to um how we've played over the last few weeks I'm struggling to see us getting more than maybe three points out of Wimbledon.
3: Yeah, I mean I th- we we need to get... I mean I don't want to be a scaremonger but look yeah, looking at the fixture I think six would be a good good return. Peterborough in the next four games have got three of the bottom four. Mm. So if we don't <laughs> win two of those games which if we say if we let's say we lost to Wimbledon and Donny we could find ourselves in seventh coming into the Pompey game. Mm. So um, I, I I can see us winning on Saturday and at home to Pompey. Uh, Pompey ever since they lost Ben Thompson, who's gone back to Mewar, I think they've looked a different team. Very shaky through a three-goal but lead yesterday yeah. at Southend as well. Exactly, and after, Donny's Donny be a tricky game. I think if we got went there with a, I'd take a point. Um. But yeah, I, I can see us win, we're getting six out of the next row. Mm,
2: yeah, Stephen Reader says he can see us getting zero. <laughs> <We> <laughs> it's don't... possible,
3: anything's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: right, I understand, Charles. Uh, in terms of Joe Rebo and his new contract, we might tie him down, but we will still be sold. He will still be sold when uh, Duchatelet smells a pound note. Right, Jonathan Ackworth says, Saar is uh, the player of the year for me Freddie Wells says I know there's a concern about having two left-footed centre-backs but I thought Bauer struggled against Nanjale yesterday and would rather see Pearson-Sar Saar partnership it might just be a little bit lopsided and we've seen those two play mm. together on, before and when uh, Pearson had to play on the right-hand side of the central defenders I remember that game against Coventry he looked uncomfortable mm. didn't he and we conceded uh, a, a couple of sloppy goals in particular one where Pearson would have felt he was on the wrong side and should have done better
3: yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of playing two, um, same-footed centre halves. I um, know it sounds simplistic, but in terms of in terms of your position and your body shape when you're getting the ball, if you're on the wrong side, you do tend to be out of position a lot more. When I think, like you say, that Coventry game, you could see it. Um, I think once Pearcey comes back, I think you'll either have to wait until Nabs has a bad game or or they'll play a three, but. Um, yeah, I'd still. I think Nabs is doing. Been well. The last two weeks he's been man of a match, so mm. I not think you can drop him, even though Pearcey. No,
2: That's right. Uh, Cap saying, uh, why on earth would Joe Aribo sign a contract for an owner uh, who actively acts against the team achieving success? Shelby signed a contract before he left, knowing the fee would help the club. I can't see Joe being so benevolent, knowing it would not help the club. Just the owner. Interesting snuff. Now, of course, what Cap said there. Um, very much echoes what Lyle Taylor had to say uh, in terms of, uh, you know, he kept saying that he doesn't think that Roland is really actively helping the club achieve success. And now Lyle Taylor uh, caused uh, a little bit of a shockwave, I guess. It certainly got a lot of attention, mainly positive from Charlton fans who are pleased to hear a a Charlton player uh, speaking out against the owner because a lot of fans feel that the owner is really you know, tying Lee Bowyer's hands behind his back at the moment in terms of trying to find um, a promotion this season for the Addicts. Now, of course, we know Carl and Grant left, as we said. Also, Nikia Jose, Billy Clark, Josh Parker came in, has left us a little bit short uh, in terms of strikers up top. Now, Joe Mason, a free agent who left Wolverhampton Wanderers in the January transfer window, which means he's available for anyone. He's turned down Plymouth, actually, which is interesting Mm -hmm. because um so he, he's turned down Plymouth and so he's still a free agent now uh, Lee Bowyer revealed himself on Monday that, that Roland just told him he can't sign anyone because he still has uh three three or four strikers here and the, the, the likes of uh you know I got to Kale, uh, Rico Hackett Fairchild Josh Parker to to go alongside Lyle Taylor um Taylor himself was then sent the article saying that uh, by his father who, who then put a term for Roland Duchat like a play on his his name um Taylor then said, uh, told the South London Press, the way I see it, you back the manager. He, Duchat has decided he doesn't want to back the manager. I don't know what his reasons are. I'm sure he has his reasons, but most people... Uh, do for the things that they do there's absolutely nothing we can do about that in the dressing room would we have liked another one in so that we can change games yeah are we going to get that opportunity absolutely not what can we do I feel for the manager Steve Gallon, the head of recruitment and the staff in general they must feel they are banging their heads against a brick wall that's similar to how the fans seem to feel I don't think he is going to change I don't know if Chatelet is even going to sell the club he doesn't seem to be that interested in anything or anything helping Cholton at the moment I mean just before we hear what Lee Bowyer had to say about that Nathan, I mean, it's unusual to hear a player speak out in that way against the man effectively who pays his wages
3: yeah but um, I think it's a it's makes it a despa- uh, desperation and frustration um, from Lyle but it, I'm not going to lie I mean, it's, it's said that everyone's thinking though, fans, it? fans were pleased yeah. to hear it weren't they oh yeah exactly and I think there were a, a few grumblings which you know everyone's entitled to but yeah 100% I agreed with uh, what he said um, should he have said it Maybe not. He should have said it. It may. Maybe he shouldn't have said do it. Um, do You think Roland cares? Do you think Roland's not? even seen it? <laughs> no, but that's what I mean. So maybe you know. Maybe if he's doing that, is he trying to hopefully force Roland's hand? Which we all know it probably won't work. But um, yeah, I I just think it's just a frustration now because. It's more or less all on, it seems like it's all on Lyle's shoulders now, our, our season, and hit, him scoring the goal. So it could be from his frustration from that point of view.
2: Now, I asked Lee Bowyer about this yesterday, about whether, you know, Taylor's comments does show there is an underlying frustration within the squad, which I certainly think if there is, I mean, that may well explain some of the performances over the last few weeks and, uh, you know, Taylor's frustration on the pitch that we saw yesterday. You know, he, he was he's playing alongside an excellent footballer. Um and who was really bringing, They were really bringing the best out in each other, uh, and so Taylor, you know, deep down, he must be disappointed to have lost a player like that. And then, like I say, two others as well, and only one coming in, um, uh, which led to this interview with uh, with Richard Corley in the South London Press. Now, I asked Lee Bowyer uh, whether this, uh, his comments, does show that there is an underlying uh, frustration within the squad.
5: Obviously, there's disappointment because we lost. A a good player, and and he was Lowell's partner, so yeah, he's going to have frustration and disappointment, but I think that's something that he has to keep to himself, Um, whatever he might think. And I've spoken to Lowell, and he said he didn't mean it to to come out that way, Um, and, and he apologised, you know, because at the end of the day, no matter what he might think or might not think. The, the owner's man that's in charge, and the owner pays his wages. So, he has to be careful. And I've said that to Lyle, he has to be careful what he says. Um, so, it, 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 it was between us, you know. Obviously, we, there's a lot of disappointment because we've lost a very good striker. And um, But, yeah, that's, that's football, that happens in football, that happens at most clubs, so... Uh, but, yeah. I've spoken to Lyle He knows the situation. He's apologised, and um, so yeah, that's, that's it. It's done. So
2: there we go. I think Bayer's pretty much drawn a line under underneath it. There, we heard, you know, Lyle's apologised for his comments. I, I still think, like I say, most fans don't feel like there'll be anything to apologise for there. Lee Boyer has to put his managerial hat on. I mean, the fact that even the Boyer even mentioned uh, himself at the start of the week that he's been told, you know, it's not his decision that that he can't sign another striker. The fact he's been told. By Roland. I mean, that that must show a little bit of frustration. Otherwise, he would have just said, "No, actually, I changed my mind. I don't want him."
3: Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, it, it was frustration. But like you say, Bowyer's got to come out and say that he shouldn't have said it. Um,
2: it's like when we have yeah. to say, "Oh, you're not supposed to run on the pitch." When there's that pitch invasion, yeah. and it's Atkinson There's some things you just you're supposed to say, aren't you, to, yeah, exactly. in, in certain positions?
3: And he's got to say that. And you know, not he probably did speak to Law and said, "No, don't." It, You've probably put me in a situation where I've got to explain what you've done now. So and he probably said sorry, but yeah, um, but yeah, I think it was it was frustration, and everyone's frustrated. You know, Lyle's frustrated, Lee's frustrated, every fan's frustrated in terms of the whole window and how the season looks to be panning out. So, um, but there's there's not much that anyone can do, and we've just it, it, he said no. And until he's not there, we're not going to get that extra player. Well, it looks that way. We're not going to get an extra player that we need. and it's, You can't change that. It's not, it's not, what can you do? Not much you can do, is that?
2: Mm, right. So if you want to have your say on that, don't forget you still can. Uh, Sarah Saunders, back to Naby and He's our most consistent player. He used to make me nervous, but now he seems to be my man of the match every time. And if he gets dropped, I'll be raging just like I was yesterday when I left the Valley after that dreadful performance from his teammates, Cliff said, there's no way Nabby can be dropped. He was brilliant again yesterday. Sarah uh, saying, I'm still raging about the performance yesterday. Taylor had an off day and kept having little tantrums. I can't blame him as he's always getting fouled, but it doesn't really help. The wheels are getting loose, but they haven't fallen off just yet. Forget the automatics now, though. We just need to focus on the playoffs. Hundred percent Taylor with fifteen, Aribo with five, and Reeves with three. That are that is our top scorers now this season and is not good enough. George uh responding to uh whether he I, I put it out there whether you think Aribo would sign a new contract, he just says probably not. Uh Valley Floyd uh road or Snodlin addict on there. Uh Richard Callie's best mate says uh <laughs> <laughs> he is the complete defender now about um about Nabisar. So first defender on the team sheet is calmness personified, he's a classy uh player too. Robert Wagon, all the talk Uh, all the talk is about needing an extra striker I think with the players we have we could set up to be a great counter-attacking team especially away from the Valley although the key uh, to be that to that could be to play Fossu who seems to be out of favour now. I mean, away from home, when we had Carlin, our counter attacking was amazing. Even at home games, you remember the the home game against Barnsley, for example. Mm. We, I mean, we 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 targeted them their their turnover turnover position. We picked them off twice, um, and uh, I mean, but Carlin was such a big part of that, wasn't he? That the pace that we've lost is another reason why perhaps we aren't playing the way that we were.
3: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what we. I think a lot of us have said uh, throughout the season is when teams come and sit we find it difficult because you can't just count you can't counter attack a team that don't attack you <laughs> you know you, um so yeah i think away from home we probably will be doing a lot better because even parker can you know play out on the flank and be a sort of an outlet um but you know that we've got big games at home as well and we need to to go up you're going to need to win home anyway Um, So we need to be able to do both.
2: Good evening to Adam Biggs, one of the Charlton Upbeats, who's listening to Charlton Live this evening. You're very welcome, Adam. He says that uh, we need to say to Lebo that the Addicts need to get three points uh, back on the table and soon. Thanks for your message, Adam. Uh, Hopefully see you at the, uh, the Upbeats. Walk and everyone else who wants to sign off, of course, the day of the Luton game. Uh, what's that, in March, I think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I April. March, uh, April, a- or April, so uh, yeah, the, the walk, thanks. the Upbeats walk, we did it last year. I've signed up again to do it this yep. year. Uh, nine miles walk to raise money for the Upbeats, and like I say, first time I did it last year it was a brilliant day. Uh, it took longer than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I have to be here quite early, so I ended up running the last mile or so, so I could get on air in time. But uh, yeah, a great day. It'd be great if you could all uh, sign up for that. Look over, uh, Head over to the Chattanoa Athletic Community Trust website to find out how to do that. Right, Tim Ruffle. Uh, saying that he dis- he disagreed with Lee Bowyer, uh, saying that Chuck would need to rediscover their cutting edge. He said we huffed and we puffed, but we didn't test their keeper much. A draw. Uh, was a fair result? Unsurprisingly, we've struggled to score since Carlin left. roland's failure to allow a free signing will probably mean a defeat in the playoffs. So well, hopefully that won't be the case, uh, but you never know. Peter O'Sullivan saying sadly not uh, with this owner in terms of whether Arebo will sign a new contract. Nathaniel uh, saying putting this plea out there, looking for AFC Don's tickets, uh, two of them, if anyone uh seeing seeking anyone who isn't going anymore for whatever reason i will compensate face value in cash or beers uh my son is named after my club but he's never seen us uh and it's been 22 years for me uh that's from nathaniel miller i know he's coming over from the state so if anyone's got any spare uh tickets for afc Wimbledon, drop us a message and we'll see what we can do uh to try and get those to nathaniel uh for the afc wimbledon game tom says on current form yes in terms of um uh, should Nabi Sarr stay uh, in, in, in place? He said, he's been my man in the match for the last three or four games. Now, I know it's been joked about, but why not put Pierce alongside Bauer next week and start Nabi up top with Lyle? We're definitely uh, one of our more creative players uh, yesterday. Uh, Mark saying, hi guys, another frustrating day yesterday. No idea why Taylor got booked. Ariba was decent, and I think apart from the start, we uh, pretty much dominated the match. We never really looked like scoring, though. Uh, we could drop off. Uh, out of the playoff race if we're not careful ollie saying people need to cut the negativity around the team we're fifth in the league and when we're at our best i think we can beat any team in this league there needs to be more positive energy we should put roland and the striker situation behind us and focus on promotion
3: yeah that's what we need to do we just need to dust ourselves down and just just focus on it and try and win as many games as possible we can't really Sitting here feeling sorry for ourselves, even though it's easy to do that because <laughs> we're not in the best of form at the moment. But we have got good players and we've got a good team. Um, we just need to win, just win ugly, and then, and then the, I think the the confidence will come back into the lads and then we pick up. But I think the Pompey, I don't know why that Pompey game, I still think we're going to win that home game. I don't know why. We always turn up for those games. But um, that's what we need to do.
2: (laughs) Right, Andrew Wheaton said, for me, the wheels are coming. A a frustrating transfer window. Boyer's growing frustration with the Rat is not good for morale. Mark said that Louis, mate, the wheels came off when Roland Ratt and his cinema expert arrived four years ago. Bob Liscombe, the highlights at the moment, Naby, Aribo, Marshall, Igor, possible playoff final against Sunderland. The lowlights, Williams, have been disappointed uh, for a couple of games. Dylan's distribution, there will be no automatic place. Right, we're going to mention this uh, racism story that was powered by Sky Sports. Only briefly, because we've still got plenty to get through, but uh, a few different Incidents out of the uh, the last few years that were brought up and uh, sort of packaged with a with a Charlton uh, story. Uh, I know Sky are doing big bits about racism in football at the moment. So it's not just Charlton they're talking about, but this specific story does mention a few incidents. Uh, of, of the three incidents I think that were mentioned, two of them I knew about before. It's not like they've been made up. They did happen. There was some mm. singing on a train coming back from Fulham. Uh, there was a song about Kevin Lisby that was going around about eight years ago. So to say, so there are a few people saying it didn't happen. I mean, it has happened. Mm. And there's no, there's no reason to try and say, well, I didn't hear it. Well, for a lot of us, especially people like you and me, Nath, who are... Mm. White people going to the football, we probably ain't going to hear it, are we? You know, it, 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 we, these incidents do happen. I do mm. think Charlton probably are one of the better clubs for this sort of stuff, where it doesn't happen too often. But to, just to try and sweep it under the carpet when it's been reported on, I think it's the wrong thing to do. We have to accept it has happened, uh, and we hope that as a club we'll find ways to get around it when it does, or you know, to sort it out when it does happen.
3: Yeah, um, of course. I mean, if it when because it, it's happened, we have to face up to it, which it's not a nice thing to be involved in when it's your club in the in you know in the public eye of, of, of a story like that but um, I've not personally heard anything, mm. um, but like you say, you know, you probably do have some. Yeah, the
2: only thing I ign- can remember seeing was a way at late in Orient some monkey chants. Uh, I think I can't remember when it was. Again, you're looking about eight years ago, mm. uh, and again, it was all talked about at the time on message boards, and people were disgusted. And you know, I hope as a fan base, when if people see this sort of stuff happening, it'll mm. be called out. I don't think, like I say, I don't think it happens too often. But like I say, we're not really the best place people to. To say that, so but uh, Mark was saying it doesn't sit right with me, the timing of this Sky and racism at Charlton. Like I say, I I think the timing is, I think they're doing some sort of feature at the moment on this thing. So like I say, it's not aimed at us in particular, but it does happen here the same way it would happen throughout football. And I think that's why Sky have highlighted it. Uh, Obviously, they had a source who who spoke to them as well. So that's why it says, uh, if it's isolated incidents uh if it's not isolated incidents they'll be very concerning especially if it's still in existence i have personally never witnessed it though uh and hopefully uh, yeah hopefully that will be the case for most of us who won't have witnessed it but if you do witness it then then there's no there's no shame in calling it out or speaking to a steward right uh charlton exile says taylor seemed to spend a lot of time on the floor uh, yesterday at first i thought he was being kicked a lot but the ref kept not reacting to whatever was going on what do you reckon was taylor play acting or just being unlucky with the decisions
3: um, probably a bit of both I think once you do it a first couple of times refs will probably start ignoring you um, I mean if, if listen if if a ref doesn't give it he's not he's not going to change his mind if you start stro- stropping on the floor is he he's, you know if anything he's going to not give you anything um, so yeah listen I, I think it was there was something about him not or him being one of the most failed players, or something, in the few few weeks ago, which is probably right, but just for me, I, I just get up and go on with it. For me, you right, know.
2: Doctor Lazarus have answered all five of our questions for us, uh, nice and succinctly. Uh, is is the run of form the wheels coming off or just a blip? He said the wheels have come off. Will Joe Rebo sign a new deal? No. Uh, Jason Pierce is nearly fit again, but can Naby Sarr be taken out when he is? Uh, back for his recent performances. No, he says he wants Navi to be captain. Uh, what did you make of Taylor's comments during the week? He said, May Sports, and he said he didn't see uh, the, the Sky Sports thing. Cheers for that. Uh, Dr. Lazarus Sebo said, I thought in the first few moments of the game, Blackpool were going to be more attacking as they had a few odd early moments. So I thought that when we could catch them on the break, uh, but when we first attacked, that was pretty much when they went ultra defensive and parked the bus. Blackpool also came with the plan to antagonize Lyle and get him booked to put him on that tightrope that succeeded, and that affected Lyle's game. Simon says, very Worrying lack of goals throughout the team is a massive problem, not just up front. Poor performances yesterday uh, need a lot more from the team if we're going to stay in the playoff positions. A couple of positives yesterday, though, with Joe Rebo second half, and Naby, man of the match. Again, Simon then adds, Nabs is undroppable on current form. First name on the team sheet, if Pierce is fit, he plays for me. So Nabs uh, up top with Taylor, if, if, uh, if he's not banned, or Igor Parker cutting the oranges. Uh, fair enough. I mean, we, we all do make the joke about Naby playing up top, but I'm fairly confident he went up top in the second half for for a reasonably long spell away at um, Shrewsbury last season in the playoffs, and he didn't really do anything. Mm. Uh, but so I saying, just a blip again, uh, Richard Justin saying, at Orient, it, here we go, it, exactly the moment I was talking about. Orient, one year I confronted some fans, or some so-called fans, racially abusing Kevin Lisby. So it does happen. Like I say, just because it doesn't happen that often doesn't mean it doesn't happen at all and that's why I think people looking at that, that Sky Sports report and just saying oh I've never seen it or oh, I don't know why they're saying that. I mean people A they get way too defensive about a club and I saw someone on Twitter today um, immediately trying to turn it around to a Sheffield Wednesday fan and saying well look look, when your fans have been racist mm-hmm. well it's not it's not a point scoring thing the fact is it happens in football anyway it doesn't matter where, what club it happens at and it certainly doesn't help when someone's pointed out some racist incidents at Charlton just pointing the finger to another club we have to Police ourselves with this problem. I mean, there was a great piece from Jonathan Liu in what paper does he write for the Telegraph? I think about racism and football and society as a whole, which shows it can't just be dealt with at football. But when it, is, it does happen at football, I mean, you can do what you, what you can to try and call it out. Right. Um, Uh, Adam Biggs wants Charlton to beat Wimbledon Uh, says uh, after Millwall after all Millwall beat them so Charlton have a chance to beat Wimbledon he's a big fan of the Addicts well done Adam Uh, Nathaniel saying thanks for the shout out lads much love from Columbus Ohio see you all Mm. soon yeah so don't forget if you can get a ticket to Nathaniel that'll be really good uh, for for Wimbledon away next week so have a quick break we still got your emails to come Uh, I just need to catch my breath uh, before we go into the last five minutes or or so of the show I wanna elevate
4: Corner will be taken by Josh Cullen. Cullen swings it in towards the six-yard box. it little flip the ball oh, keys to the Rebo off the Rebo ball. Off the bar. The Rebo yes! In. Joe Rebo pokes it home for the Alex. The corner from Josh Cullen was initially won by Rebo. Off the bar, deflected back to the un central midfielder who taps it in to make it Charlton one Doncus-Nil.
2: Welcome back. It's Cholton Live here on Maritime Radio. We're into the last five minutes or so of this evening's show. We've had so many tweets and emails, and we're really grateful, uh, cause especially at the full-time last night, and that nil-nil. Neil, I was thinking, oh, what on earth are we going to talk about tomorrow? But luckily, loads of people have got involved. Plenty of you have had your say, and this is a place where you can have your say on all things Cholton. It's Cholton Live. Right, let's have a look at some of the emails that came in uh, overnight. Um, MC Squared said at Groundhog Day yet again. So now we're looking as toothless as an aardvark, even with Lyle back in the starting lineup. Once again, we fail to win at home against the side we should be beating in order to be regarded as genuine promotion contenders. All thanks to Roland Ratface, our season is in danger of fizzling out for the umpteenth time. On current form, even the playoffs are looking increasingly unlikely. It's a very sorry state of affairs indeed, and Lee Boer and JJ must feel like they're having to work with their hands tied behind their backs, it's an absolute Disgrace, Len uh, has a few thoughts after the Blackpool game. Highall Parker was left on the pitch for far too long yesterday and at times seemed to be taking up the same space as Taylor. He just doesn't feel like an improvement to the squad when compared to a Jose. Never thought I'd be saying that we'd be better off with a Jose. Taylor's goal tally will drop off without a strike partner. He looked a bit wild at times yesterday and the yellow card was not really a surprise at this rate. The next, one's, the next one is going to arrive pretty soon. A lot of Taylor's goals have been from the penalty. Penalty spot won by players getting into the box and forcing the opposition into mistakes. In reality, we've only uh we've only really lost Grant, yet in the last four games the players seem to have lost their way. We can expect fewer penalties if this continues um, my simple view of the key test for us uh, the playoffs, the current top six are all very strong sides if we finish in third we will have been on a roll and we'll be clear favourites to go up if we finish sixth or lower uh, it will be because our form has dropped off and we'll we, we will just be the whipping boys rebo is absolute class I think he's a better future prospect than Grant now uh, how lucky we were to keep hold of him in the transfer window yeah I'm sure his uh, injury helped uh, there right Mark Newbury Uh, Sent an email with uh, the subject line, hmm, a long one for you. Now, in the Charlton Live email (laughs) box, we get a hell of a lot of uh, spam from adult entertainment website so i normally just read the subject line and delete them so when i saw one that said hmm a long one for you i was just going to delete it straight away until i, I saw it so uh noobs and evening folks well it's now two wins and two draws uh, this season for me uh it wasn't as bad as fleetwood first the positive things Arebo looks straight back on it and it's still pivotable uh, pivotable Pivotal for the midfield. Big Nabby was my man in the match. I loved his dribbles and his feints. It's hard to see Pierce coming straight back in. Uh, another clean sheet for deals I can't see Bo sticking Maxwell in now and of course Lyle back now the negatives way too narrow in the first half we should have changed it after 25 minutes and not waited they couldn't really cope second half with the way we played for Dick still was being pulled in too much he's young and it's a learning curve Parker another Mike Small a big guy who gets knocked over easily Uh, too easy to blame the ref but he was shocking as well I think Lyle must have run over his cat as he books him and he doesn't give him anything all game also I can't understand the negative feelings on social media for those who took advantage of the five pound ticket every game could be someone's first and maybe a guy bought his kid and the kid likes it and wants to come again and before you know the season ticket holders uh, it seems most of these idiots would rather have 2,000 watching in the atmosphere generated by a bigger crowd. Oh, but they're Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs fans. So what? They've paid to see us. Uh, Do these fans never watch televised games? It doesn't doesn't have us playing. I'm guessing they do. One fan boasted he deliberately stood up and refused to sit down when he was asked. That sounds like a complete tool uh, as the guy behind him might not want to stand or be able to. When my dad was alive, uh, he couldn't stand up to watch uh, but he did put his stick to good use if his view was blocked playoffs again Sunderland again yeah we'll see cheers uh, that's from Mark I hope you're well hope the twins are well Mark I'm sure they are uh, now Tommy Early has uh, sent a good one for you see now see now. we've just got another email into the inbox that says if all the men were, same, were the same as you now again I'm going to delete that assuming it's not from Mark Newbury <laughs> uh, right uh, Tommy Early Disgruntled Charlton supporter for 40 years plus. Hi, guys. First of all, great show as always. This is the first time I sent an email in, but I need to get it off my chest. Here's Tommy. Uh, It says, my father is 78 years. Uh, I'm 42 years. I've been supporting Charlton for a very long time now. We were both season ticket holders until 2016 for a good 35 years at least and went to most home games every season. However, after Roland took over in January 2014, both our hearts have seen this great club suck dry Uh, We both boycotted since 2016 and we both cannot stomach giving into this manipulative man. However, my hopes were raised yet again towards the end of last season when I prayed that Zaya would finally go through and me and my dad could go back to watch our beloved team again. Yet, once again, Roland Rapp, pulls the rug from under all of us i'm not a conspiracy person normally but i do believe this man only ever said he was going to sell the club to stop the protest mainly in belgium from continuing strung us all along including all media outlets and even national media outlets for his own end he never intends to see uh, until he gets his money back this is a vicious circle all the time we're in third division we will not get bought and roland has no intention of helping us achieve promotion we're on We're only 2.5% of his business, so we can't even afford to write us off as a tax loss. He wants to hurt our supporters forever going against him until we get a true football loving person with the passion for football and hopefully to restore our great club we'll be talking about lower league football uh, for our club until that day sorry to have gone on a bit you don't need to apologise at all Tommy uh, but as they say a trouble shared is a trouble halved and my dad and I are so gutted that we have to boycott our Saturday fix of Charlton but we cannot and will not go back until this guy has gone still following the team and the management from afar and that's Tommy early fancy a brilliant email there uh, Tommy that was really- really good. Thanks for that. Right. we um, are going to run over time as well, but people have uh, taken the time to send messages in. So I just want to uh, read this out from Southwest Addicts. He says, I wouldn't call it a blip. It's more of a transition as our counter-attacking approach doesn't work anymore. We've tried using the wings but our crossing and final ball is poor Marshall is direct but very weak Purrington is poor going forward Reeves, William and Cullen are all too defensive minded uh, Ariba will sign a new deal alongside Lapsley uh, we've conceded three goals in eight matches Sar is a very important part of our team and shouldn't be taken out hopefully Boyer will find a winning formula sooner rather than later. Already Uh, doesn't agree that Williams and Reeves are too defensive-minded. He said he described them as anything uh, but offensive. Rudders22 says, I can't blame Grant for going. Good luck to the guy. I wish him well, but we miss his pace and supply very big. Uh, Taylor is suffering as well. Um, With Grant in the team, we had an outside chance of getting in the top two. Once Grant has gone, uh, not only top two is definitely out, but where... Uh, playoffs, where we're we're playoffs were almost certain, we are now fighting for fifth or sixth between us, Donny and Peterborough and one other I'm uh, at the point where even if we did finish in the playoffs we will struggle without any goal power we struggle to score uh, one in a game the other side of the coin is I'm not actually sure I want us to go up there's no way Roland will allow new players to be signed of any decent quality all the loans will have gone back to their clubs the out of contract players will surely leave if a signs a deal with us he needs his head tested we will get relegated if we were lucky enough to go up and Roland doesn't deserve it it's depressing any other decent owner would do their best to tie down Boyer and Jacko to a new deal which will then allow them to plan for next season and have a budget for next season I wouldn't be surprised if someone like Millwall uh, heaven forbid came in offered him a million pounds and he would be gone and that would be uh, very horrible if uh, Boyer went to Millwall uh, at the end of the season but the longer we don't tie him down the more trouble we could be right we've uh, come to the end of this evening's Charlton Live again uh, it's absolutely flown by um like I say, it's uh it's it's because all of you have sent in so many messages and we really appreciate uh those of you uh who did that. Now we'll be back here on Thursday evening. I personally won't be I'm off to burn in for a couple of days to try and get away from all this Cholton nonsense. But Tom and Nathan will be here with the big match preview. Looking forward to that, Nathan.
3: Yeah, buzzing.
2: Yeah, Can't yeah it's yeah. gonna be
3: it's gonna be different, just the just a two of us. We'll have a, we'll have some two-verse. candles here. Yeah, we'll yeah. have some yeah. have some candles and um, I'm sure I'll have a good time but yeah. um, enjoy yourself in Berlin yeah I'll
2: be back for the Wimbledon game anyway because I am a glutton for punishment but uh, <laughs> Nate, thanks for coming in this evening no stress enjoy yeah hope you've uh, enjoyed the show thanks to all of you who've listened uh, throughout the evening thanks for all your messages as well like I said they've kept us going towards the very end and even over actually this evening so thanks to all of you who've got involved uh, be back here on Thursday night at 7 o'clock to listen to the big match preview with Tom and Nafe. Uh I've been Louis Meadows thanks for listening I shall see you this time next week <laughs> When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers.